Welcome to Willard's Pod. I'm Jesse Spector here on Willard's Pod. It's episode four. Willard's Pod. I said Willard's Pod a bunch of times. Now you know it's Willard's Pod. We're the podcast for Willard's Pen. And uh, I have botched this opening already, but you know, Meet the Mets is playing and it's all good and it's all cool and you're here and you're listening to us because you like us, so that's good. And um, now that I've talked just enough for this intro, I will toss it to one of my co-hosts, the wonderful and fantastic Addie Barrett. Addie, how you doing? Hi. You know, I'm good. Um, I saw the Mets at City Field for the first time in five years last weekend so that was quite the treat um even though they lost i cursed drew smith <laughs> i broke drew smith <laughs> so sad. yeah oh oh my god oh my god the mets oh, you're game. we we are recording this while the mets game is happening on whatever night this is huge jeff cheer it's Tuesday? It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But when people listen to this podcast, they could be listening to this in six months, a year, or whatnot. So that's true. Today's May something. They're playing the Cardinals. It's set game of doubleheader. Francisco Lindor just got, scored the tying run. Um, scored while Addie was starting to talk, and I pumped my fist on the um, video, and that's what that was about. And then she actually, I will try not to do spoilers. Squirrel. And this game I'm already behind. happened by the time you hear it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Th- Addie, you were talking, but then Allison Urbicelli burst in, and and she's here, and that's what she does. So, Allison, hi, how are you? And I'm good. I'm good. I like to I like to point out, you know, the how we exist in space and time, and how the Mets exist in space and time. You know, like like this could apply to anything or nothing. You know, it's true. And Space and time are fake. <laughs> so are the Mets. The Mets are fake. That is an interesting concept, and and we should ask the one person who has not spoken yet. She's kept quiet for like two minutes now, as I've yammered on, and the rest of us have. Colleen Sullivan, how are you? Are the Mets fake? I am. I what? Are the are Mets, the Mets fake? <laughs> yes. No. Like my house. First of all, like I said in the Discord earlier today, my brain is just circus music today. Um. <laughs> And that is because, basically, that is because the puppy woke us up at 3.30 in the morning barking at the neighborhood cat outside the house. The neighborhood Um, cat. You have one cat for the whole, just one, for the entire part of Chicago. On the south side of Chicago. Yeah. The south side cat. Um, But yeah, so then, you know, my sleep was awful. (laughs) I need to work a full day with a puppy. And I don't even know what the fuck's going on right now. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I don't have circus music for your head, well, but I do. I do have this. Where's our circus? Okay, well that's close enough. Hey, we'll, we'll work on. If you have suggestions Charge. for what to add to our soundboard that we now have with Zencaster, please uh, please contact us on the Discord. There's a podcast section of the Discord. You should get that to be more active, and we can have more. And <laughs> what should the music in my head sound like? <laughs> I, I, crush, I do. I, crush, I promise I not to abuse that power. Uh, that little like merry-go-round song, Colleen, that I was singing. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, that's circus music. Yeah, that is circus music. That has I a title, and I, I used to know what it was. Or my circus music. It's not Baby Elephant Dance. That's the do 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 do. 
I know I no surprising amount of circus music in my head. Um well when I remember it later, we'll talk about this next week. Okay. Yes, and, and Addy, you uh the, the thing that I put on my show notes was personal news time with an exclamation point because it is personal news it time for you. So personal news time. Yeah, this is sort of funny. Um, I did not wake up today planning to have personal news day, but this has sort of been in the works for a while. And so, you know, it's personal news day. Um, here's a question. Why is my audio not coming up? Sorry to do this in the middle, but I want to make sure it's recording. Do you yeah, guys like important. hear me? I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. And I see those little, like, little, audio. Lines. little lines on your thing. Yeah. So. Okay, I do not see them on my end. But She's avoiding me, personal news time. She is avoiding personal news time. That, that is me avoiding personal news time. I hope that we can edit that out. If we can't, here's a little I like that you think that there's an editor to the podcasting. There might be eventually. If you would like yeah. to, there to be an editor, we can hire one. But if you want to see that you sh- or hear that, you should uh, go to willitspen.com and buy some t-shirts or something. Yeah. If you don't want to have a moment of one of us freaking out briefly about whether the audio is working, um, you should donate to Willits Pen. Yeah. Um, and you should also donate to Willits Pen because I'm leaving my job and um, <laughs> I'm going to be spending a lot of time in the pen. <laughs> um yeah i um this has sort of been happening for a while it's not a big surprise uh buzzfeed announced they wanted to do buyouts uh about um, almost two months ago at this point and it's about a month and a half before i'm like actually gone so it's nice because it's like this nice long runway where i feel really kind of like at peace about it um but I just woke up today and was like, it's time to tell the world. <laughs> and so I did. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It feels weird. It's sort of weird to say it out loud, but I'm excited to podcast and talk about baseball and, um, you know, I'm manifesting fun things, fun, fulfilling, creative work. I am excited. I want you to come up to Baltimore and visit me. You jump on the Mark train and wait and you see what it's shit like for a political reporter. I mean, I am not kidding. Like every local news reporter gets a Pulitzer over here because there's just so much of like every story is like, are you serious? Like, like, like how? Like our, our, our mayor when like, what's her, Catherine Pugh, she was two mayors ago, which was only like two years ago. She got caught in a whole uh, money laundering scheme where she was writing children's books and then forcing oh, yeah. healthcare system. But this is a very normal thing in Baltimore because before that, the the mayor before her was Stephanie Rollins Blake, who had to like not run again in disgrace. And she only became mayor because the one before that got caught embezzling gift cards from a children's charity. So she resigned, but then she ran again in the past two races and almost won in the past two races. And this is not even the craziest story in the city. I honestly love and respect like out and out corruption so much more than like, you know, the like sort of like vague bullshit that a lot of politicians get into, like get in there, like children's charities, children's Um, books, like get, go nuts. And I respect that about Baltimore. 
Yeah. Well, then good news, Chicago would also be a good place for you because they do not fucking care. Yeah. Um, I used to cover New York politics, and I will say that was like really fun. It was when that Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo hated each other so much, and it controlled the entire state for like you know, five years or something. Shit. There's like a whole And this was the theme song for that time in our lives. Let's hear. Is it the Fox News theme song? It's the beginning of the circus music. There's build up. There we go. There we go. It's called Entry of the Gladiators. Ah! right. What kind of gladiators are they coming in on that music? Uh, yeah, thunder and blazes is what's in parentheses. The classic circus music, apparently played on a player Look, piano. There. I don't know anything about hockey, but how's this for a transition? Talk <laughs> about a circus, folks. Well, that <laughs> game seven of the NHL? Rangers series. <laughs> That's a great transition. I don't even know what's happening in that game anymore. Terrible. When I was at the Mets game um, on Friday, which was game six. They did such a fun thing, and they were playing the Rangers goals on the scoreboard, um, like, during the Mets game, and people were just, like, freaking out, and it was great because um, we were, I was, like, leaving the game with my friend who who helped me curse through Smith on accident, um, who's also a huge Mets fan, and he was like, you know, it is so weird to like leave a Mets game and have people be happy because literally people are like doing like the cheering for the Rangers, like lots of smiles, and I was like, oh, dude, like this is what it's like to be a Yankees fan. <laughs> well, anyway, the Rangers. Yeah. What did you what them? What did you Speaking eat when you were Yankees. at? Oh, sorry. I need to know. Like every time, like I go to City Field or I've gone to City Field. It was always like, well, what am I going to eat here? Because for a while they had really good food. And I I moved out of New York six years ago. I have not been back to City Field. But like really all I care about is like, what did you eat while you were there? Okay, I'm not going to like force conversation of my ongoing stomach issues onto the podcast. But (laughs) that is why I ate a very simple piece of pizza. But I literally have heard that... um, there are there's apparently like a lot of great food oh there's amazing food city yeah. field this year i i like the beat writers are really singing the praises of city field food you know i'm sad i missed out on it i was saying this that. last year because i uh i think I've, I've mentioned this before i live down the street from camden yards and yep. uh if you know anything about baseball you know that the orioles win maybe like six or seven games a year uh, I don't know. The Reds are on track to <laughs> beat them there. Dude, the the like last week I came home from uh, I was coming home late, and apparently they were playing a game. I had no idea that the game was still happening because if you looked from the outside, there were like no people at the stadium. And then you get really close, and you're like, oh, there's 17 people there at the game in the sixth inning on a Tuesday. So my thing is, it was like if they decided to either just give away tickets for free and I would go, or if you charge like $1, I will buy a ticket for $1 and people will go and eat and they will get fucking wasted. 
and people will go and drink so much beer you will make your money back. But as it stands, the Orioles owe this city like so much money because their rent is like a portion of what they bring in every year and they're bringing in like 10% of what they're supposed to. I was like, but just give away the tickets and let people get hammered. They, uh, You will seriously, that place will be packed with people who just want to eat artisan hot dogs and crab dip. Allison, that's honestly genius. Like, they should hire yeah, you. I would do should. that. I would buy, like, a $1 ticket and, like, have a food tour. Yeah. That's what I used to do when my husband was first in the union and before we were married and he was working nights. Um, We lived walking distance to Comiskey Park. So what I would do, they used to have, like, dollar hot dog night and as it like you could fill out this thing as guest relations and you could get a free pepsi as a designated driver i'm like they don't know that i walked here like technically i'm not drinking um so i would get a dollar hot dog and a free pepsi see but this is they're doing it backwards like i'm not gonna spend 25 dollars to see a team that can't win a game and then buy dollar (laughs) hot dog give me a dollar and then I'm in there and I'm like, this is great. Let's get some hot dogs. And I used next to be thing you know, to you buy like the cheap $5 ticket and then sit anywhere I wanted because like nobody was going during the week. And that's when I started dollar hot dogs. Like, yeah, so I would just buy like the, the Phillies cheapest... in college. At yeah. the vet. I would just buy the cheapest ticket imaginable and just sit anywhere. And you know, when nobody's Brandon. Oh, go I ahead. was going to say, do you guys think Brandon Nimmo was a designated driver from the Rangers game? <laughs> he had to be. He had to be. He was their Uber driver. I will there was say. A, there was a picture, uh, for those who did not see it, of, of the Rangers all at the game, game seven. Um, and there's like the whole row of them drinking beers. Just all just, you know, that's the thing athletes do now. They get on the Jumbotron at these games. When they're not playing, they chug their beer. It started with NFL offensive linemen, I think. Um, I think it was like Packers last year. Yes. Oh my God. That David Bakhtiari. At the NBA. Yeah. So David Bakhtiari, when they were, um, the Bucks, like he was at, he was just at a Bucks game and he was just like slamming beers every time. And then like Aaron Rodgers went to a different game and they showed him on the Jumbotron and he's like sipping his beer and holding his beer up. I was like, my sister can chug a beer better than you can. Like what the fuck, dude? He's dangerous. I have to say, so I love Brandon Nimmo's representation for people who hate drinking because yeah. I don't drink that much. I really, and I was with my friends a lot this weekend, who a lot of them actually don't drink at this point, which yeah. is yeah. the joy I'm of too getting beer, you know, I've... late 20s. But I really was like, that's me, Brandon. I'm fully like <laughs> out with my friends. Like, I'm going to feel great tomorrow. Yeah. No, <laughs> I've, I've been sober seven years and. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. I actually spoke about this some, okay, before I rec- I'm recording this, I did the Back to the Future podcast tonight because I wrote the official Back to the Future cookbook. So they were interviewing me <laughs> and somehow, I don't know how, but I ended up talking for like 10 minutes about my sobriety and like people's journey. I'm like, I did not see this show taking this turn but we had a really wow, heartfelt conversation to listen i need to oh, i need to nice. tap everything here and, and ask about the back to the future cookbook yeah yeah I mean, wait i i wrote the wait, WWE, i i wrote the back to the future cookbook and the wwe cookbook and what is i'm not WWE cookbook? it's a you know i got uh 
somebody like hooked me up with the publisher. Like the, there's this publisher who like all the pop culture cookbooks essentially come from one publisher and they get yeah. the rights to stuff. And they're like, Hey, we need recipe developers. You know, like it's not, it's not, you know, the best book writing. It's not the, it's not the type of book writing that makes me like cry myself to sleep every night, which is, you know, the quality in a grade a writing, but I love right. writing them because, you know, I, I think it's fun. like, like, yeah, they're fun, but, like, I, I always picture, like, little kids, like, you know, five or six years old, like, this is my favorite wrestler, and I'm going to make this with my dad. And and those are, like, my favorite sorts of things. So um, when the WWE cookbook happened, they talked to the WWE, and over there, they went crazy with puns, and they gave me, like, a list of, like, 200 <laughs> stupid puns based on wrestlers. Texas rattlesnake I- pasta. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I Oh, wait, no. I did do, like, Jake the Snake Bites, like, Rattlesnake Bites. Um, I, this was so Randy uh, Nacho Man. Uh, and I made Slim Jim Chili for that, which was oh, disturbingly good. Um, and, the Big Show's World's Largest Pancake. I'm looking at the Amazon page. Yes. So ham steak. Oh my God. I'm going to buy this. I love this so much. It was a fun book to write, but like I, I was a fan of wrestling when I was younger and then I, I got out of it for a while. Cause I had, I have sons yeah. and you show them wrestling once and then you're like, we are never watching this again. You know, like you have, <laughs> it's mine are a year apart. So I think if you have one son or like a son and a daughter, you could swing it. But when you have two kids back to back, yeah, it just oh. it doesn't end well for anybody. And I'm like, how many times do I need to go to the hospital this year? So, uh, <laughs> but then after I did that, they were like, we just got the license to Back to the Future. Do you know anything about that? I'm like, do I know shit about Back to the Future? Because those are do like I? my favorite movies. I've seen those movies like a hundred times. So wrote the cookbook a few years ago. And then I got a call from this guy, Brad Gilmore. He's like, I host the official back to the future podcast. I'm like, there's a podcast. And of course there is. So Wait, um, the official back to the future podcast. Like who sanctions that? Who I have no idea. Is there still a lot? I, I guess there is a lot to talk about because I still have things that come up in my own head all the time about back to the future so yeah okay yeah i have a uh, out as having never seen back to the future what right the now. fuck what the fuck Dude, that's weird <laughs> that's not He's okay how old did... i saw it okay i was born in 1980 so i saw it when i was like like five or six like you grew yeah. up with it but like yeah back to yeah. the future is more important to america than like citizen kane no, guy. that that was my sixty <laughs> movie. Like that was the Boarding. tape that went in the VCR. Should, I, should yeah. I watch Back to the Future for the you first should, time and write should. about it for the newsletter? Yeah. Yes. Watch yeah. All in fact, back- I can I can send you the discs for the Flushing Review. There's already the Flushing you know Review what? is going to be our our yeah. Go ahead, Allison. We are going to stop talking about this because there is a huge baseball plot point. In Back to the Future too. Oh, that's right. And we are going to need to bring that up when Addie watches it maybe next week. All right. So but like we're going yeah, to spoil it. So, Addie, I'll you were it. you were following me in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen when I was You're gonna spoil it, Jesse! No, we I, just I, talked I, about I, this. These are things I, I talked about on anything, Twitter. But I don't think <laughs> a lot of all right. So I also recently watched for the first time Forrest Gump. I watched it like a week yeah, ago with my boyfriend. <laughs> and I was telling him it's like it's like funny when I watch these movies. Okay, so for context, I am 
26 years old. I uh, grew up like kind of like conserved, like my family was like kind of conservative. So I didn't like watch very many, you know, and I'm the oldest. So now my sisters watch like whatever the hell they want. But you got wild with Forrest Gump. I got out of my conservative family. I watched Forrest Gump six times in a row. They never showed me, they like never showed me like movies for adults. I have to say, did you grow up in that footloose religion? Yeah, so, so the future I is mostly set like in the idyllic in 1950s. Hold on, let her finish. I in Utah where Footloose was filmed. Um, but Forrest Gump is crazy. I, I could also write about that for the newsletter. Like that movie is insane. But the whole point I mention it is because sometimes when I watch these movies in my adulthood, all of a sudden a bunch of things that people had said or like jokes people had made to me or references yeah. people had like made on Twitter suddenly makes sense and so jesse i have no idea okay. what you're talking about I like i have no off. idea what you're talking about allison you sure were correct i should have shut the fuck when up I see it, my <laughs> place, but i don't know yes yes saying like oh everybody knows this because i wrote it on twitter two years ago is not the kind of like not it's even not two years ago no it's not even everybody knows it's like no, I I harped on it a lot through 2015. Oh, Jesse, you're my age, right? You're born in 1980. 81. Yeah, like, do you know what's gotten really painful? Like, people our age have a tendency to talk about The Simpsons a lot, or quote The Simpsons, or reference The Simpsons. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. I only do that 17 times a day. Yes, I but you know, what? don't do that ever. <laughs> But now nobody knows what we're talking about anymore. I, I also know. don't I know Simpsons okay. references. I, I do. My Go day ahead. job is looking at the four-year-olds, and none of them know what the fuck I'm talking about if I reference the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And it makes I, me so I like, sad. <laughs> okay, I uh, my my boyfriend has been helpful on this path. Occasionally, he'll like show me things that I've never seen, like The Simpsons, which we watched a little bit of recently. And first of all, I didn't think they were human beings. That surprised me when I found that out. I thought they were... <laughs> I thought Did they you were think they were the aliens? Like... No, I just thought that they were like... I don't know. Like, Honestly, I think I thought they were like dinosaur people, to be completely honest. You don't know um, about the show Dinosaurs, do you? Oh my god, dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Oh god. But I see all of your guys' Simpsons situations and even though I but but there's too much like that's what I don't understand I watched like I don't know a few episodes of the first few seasons yeah. and I like think it's funny I get it clearly yeah. it's like prescient uh, totally but I, there's so much that I'm like I don't there's like lot. how do you guys hold that much in okay. your brain it is nobody gold- makes any references beyond like season 10 yes it's the yeah. golden age okay. of Simpsons is between season 2 and season 10 season yeah. 2 is season 10 of the Simpsons all modern comedy today comes from that. Just the same way that before that, everything kind of like came from Monty Python. Anybody who writes comedy at all for the past 30 years was heavily influenced between season two and season 10. And then like, again, you see that with Arrested Development. Like as somebody who writes comedy for a living, like you just kind of like start to notice the patterns and who's been influenced by what. And I am, okay, I have to shout out Bill Oakley who he became a friend of, like, a real friend of mine on Twitter, like, years ago, and he was the Simpsons showrunner during the Golden Age, and he wrote Who Shot Mr. Burns, and he's also the man who wrote Steamed Hams, and he's a fan of mine, and he is a huge fan of Lake Nipples, and it's just (laughs) mind-blowing to me. It is mind-blowing to me that this man who, like, 
influenced like my entire like not even just like me as a comedy writer, just as a human being who fucking quotes the Simpsons nonstop. This man is reading Lake Nipples, and uh, one of our ca- one of my characters uh, is named after him. And Bill Bill collaborated with me on this guy's name. So uh, hat tip to you, Bill Oakley. And now he, uh, if you follow the Bill Oakley or whatever on Instagram, he's a fast food critic. He makes little videos of him. Uh, eating lots of fast food and judging it uh, hilariously. So he's your artist influencer. I wish I was creative enough. Where can people find Lake Nipples? Lake Nipples? How how do you get there? How don't you get to Lake Nipples? (laughs) Uh, It's lakenipples.substack.com. I just came back today after an extended surprise hiatus. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to writing about some disgusting, disgusting pornography. Just fucking filthy, horrible, like something that really that that kind of hit me after a first couple of weeks is that people are actually reading your work. Like, do you guys ever get that where it's like, you know, you're oh, just, my gosh, like, I don't oh, think you. anyone reads anything I ever write. Yes. Like, when I like when I'll publish like a huge investigation that I like spent months on and I'm convinced that no one will ever read it. And, and then when people like say they've read it i'm like that's so weird of you yeah <laughs> i don't feel like i'm creating anything for anyone i was just so when jesse said this morning that his mom said i was a good writer i was like i sent it to my other group chat with some fr- other writer friends of mine and i was like i have imposter syndrome i can't believe anybody reads anything i write about baseball i'm such a weirdo i know because because like i haven't like last year i used to do a lot of um you know recaps of the white Sox and stat stuff and i've really just been doing more like broad know your enemy and behind enemy baselines and talking shit about other teams and i'm like fuck people read this like people yeah. think it's funny like yeah i learned i learned so mm-hmm. much from you colleen because as I was joking to my friends lately, this is funny to admit on my baseball podcast, I, like, hate watching other teams play baseball. Like, I just have, like, no interest in it. I, I didn't watch other teams. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I pay for MLB Network. I may as well put it on all day while I'm working, you know? And it's, like, I just always, like, if there's a baseball game on, I will watch it. And I've just always done that. And it's, and like... And my husband knew what he was getting into. <laughs> he signed up for this marriage. I do it with football. Yeah, he does it with football. But, like, I don't – I never think of it as being, like, a thing that I do until someone is an asshole to me about it. And then I'm, like – I'm, like, fucking Ron from Parks and Rec in Lowe's telling the kid, I know more than you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I had a um, I had an exchange last year with a writer from Pitchfork that kind of blew up in a weird way, and I was like freaked out about it because I was like, "Ew, attention!" Um, so one of the pirates beat writers was complaining about like Josh Bell had made a lot of errors at first, and he was complaining that media wasn't given access to him to talk to him about all of the fuck-ups he made during the game. And he made, like, a bunch of errors previously in, like, other games that were, like... I mean, they were, like, really bad mental errors. 
Um, and I had, like, it had popped up in my timeline, and I was just looking at the replies, and this one guy said, he made, like, some shitty comment where it's like, well, that's ridiculous. The teams are required to make their players available. And I was like, no. Um, I said, well, no, that's not actually true. That the, the NFL has to. It's true of the NFL. I said, but Major League Baseball, they just have to make the managers available and the players at the team's discretion. And the reason I knew this is because back in 2020, when, you know, baseball got canceled, <laughs> when they were negotiating, like, all the new terms of the season, I had sat and read the original CBA, which is, like, 350 pages. Wow. Because I'm a bag. And again, because I'm a fucking weirdo. Okay. So that's what. No, you're a genius. Different strokes are different folks. Yeah. And so, and and that's how I knew that, you know? So I I said that to the guy and he's like, and he did the shitty, like, well, actually, well, a cursory Google search will show you that that's incorrect. Ah. And he pulled up something from like fucking 2013. Oh, I love it when they do that. And it wasn't even right. I was like, okay, reading comprehension says that required and, like, at discretion are not the same things. Here is what it says in the most recent collective bargaining agreement that I read a year ago. And I, like, pasted a screenshot of it in there. And finally, and, like, reading that thing finally came in handy. You're like, I'm going to dunk on this like, fucking yes! internet man. Well, like, and then I, I made love a, voice you know, on the internet. Yeah, oh, which is like my favorite thing to do on Twitter, by the way. Like, if you're going to be shitty to me on Twitter, you better be prepared to cry. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I talk, I talk I... shit about baseball for a living. Like, I will talk shit to you all day long. And like, the amount of like White Sox Twitter like lined There's... up to dunk on that guy about yeah. it. I love. And, dunking on i just am like obsessed with dunking on someone with the cba that is like truly that's been like me for that's been me for the last two years and i think that's so beautiful and i was just well and like and he apologized eventually but like i made some jokes about it like (laughs) oh you know pitchfork in their hallowed halls of baseball writing you know i made like and i made some some jokes about it because i was like don't 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 come for me don't yeah. go for me. I know a CBA. <laughs> I read that whole CBA, so you don't have... But the reason I had read it is because, like, I did a comparison article for Southside Sucks of, like, these are the 2020 rules versus, like, this is what the regular CBA says. Um, I do think, like, I, I, I find people who are, like, they have to make players available, like, so funny. Like, I 100% feel that way about, like, politicians. Like, my God, you yep. need to, like, go to Congress and, like, force people to talk about, like, why they did what they did at their job that day and, like, yeah. why they suck at it. But those people are, like, elected Democratic representatives of the United States of America. They're not, yeah. like, baseball Josh players. Bell. Like, these are, these are people, like, playing sports for your entertainment. Like, they don't right. owe you anything. <laughs> Having like, been a baseball writer, podcast. baseball writers have a tremendous sense of entitlement when it comes oh, to I know. So, player availability. You know it's who, just so Jesse, You may know who Paul Sullivan is. He oh, yeah. Is, yeah, he blocked the worst. on Twitter. <laughs> he, so, and I like to make the joke of, like, 
Paul, no, like Colleen, no relation to Paul <laughs> Sullivan, you know, and, like, and I've always made that joke because like, he's pretty well he hated within, like, yeah, he's a douchebag. And he like, he always makes these shitty comments about the socks when the Cubs do the exact same fucking thing. And he made this big stink about in San Diego, there were like a couple kids and like their dad or whatever, they were like in the press box. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm assuming the Padres gave like a press box tour or something. And he like took a picture of them and put it on Twitter and made like little snarky comments about it. And I had commented on that and I was like, well, your precious Cubs also give ballpark tours that go in the um, press boxes. And he ignored that. And then he posted a, a video of a fight at Wrigley on Twitter. And he was like, this is unacceptable behavior. Or no, he posted it. He posted a fight from a White Sox game on Twitter. And he was like, this is unacceptable behavior and undignified and like all this other shit. And I was like, oh, yes, your precious Cubs fans would never even think to do such a thing. And posted like a compilation video that I had found on YouTube of all of the fights in the Cubs bleachers. And that got me blocked. <laughs> he didn't even respond. He just fucking blocked me. And I was like, sometimes you it's know, good to get yourself blocked. I know. I was yeah. like, I'm proud, I'm proud of myself. And now my next goal is to get blocked by Jack Heyman. Or right. John Heyman. Well, let's none of us get blocked by Francisco it. Lindor because yeah. we, we were talking about the Rangers game. And before we move on to our, our last thing, I, I wonder if not only was Francisco Lindor um, at the Rangers game leading the band of Mets there, but he was, he was decked yeah. out like full Rangers Jersey and not just like Rangers Jersey, but like an Adam Fox Jersey. And not like because yeah, he wears cool. the same number, but I want to know what the story is behind like how Francisco Lindor wound up with an Adam Fox jersey. I also want to know more about. Can his you give glasses. me the context? What's the vibe of Adam Fox? I don't. I'm not. I don't know anything is about hockey. Um, he was the Norris Trophy winner last year as the best defenseman in the league, so he's one of their. Okay. Top can we is he fine? Get a press pass. Yeah, he's fine. So that we can ask. <laughs> okay. Sure, he just probably likes the jersey. But yeah. Maybe they met. I don't know. Like, maybe maybe they a lot of Did you guys see Donovan Mitchell and Francisco Lindor talking during the Mets game tonight? What? I did not. No. Donovan Mitchell, it was sitting. Okay, so it was cute. I'm I'm from Utah, so I love that Donovan Mitchell is like a huge Mets fan that feels like the perfect, you know, little bubble That's, of my brand. Like the biggest tweet that Willits Penn has had so far was a picture of Donovan Mitchell in his free shirt Fridays to Grom jersey. I know. I'm like that is my that is that is really everything that I love. I'm like such. Yeah. Uh, I like don't even pay attention to the jazz, but it's fine because it's like my birthright. Like I was born in Utah, so I don't have to pay attention. Um, but Francisco Lindor was like on deck, and he was like chatting to a fan sitting like right next to the on deck circle, and I was like, wow, what a lucky fan. They're like showing him on SNY, oh. and they like zoom in, and it's Don and Mitchell, like, and they're just like sitting there chatting. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw really them cute. just show him on the broadcast, but I didn't realize that it was because Francisco Lindor had been talking to him. Tom yeah, Mitchell showing up for the doubleheader. That's uh, I know. Yeah, good he's for him, him, man. Yeah. He is. He's legit. He's we should it. get him on here. Honestly, him and Drew Smith, my dream, my dream guests. Well, I'd, I'd like to you can pitch it to Drew him Smith if I curse him. Yeah, maybe. You can, you can pitch it. it to Donovan Mitchell as, I am from Utah. You work in Utah. Clearly, we have a connection. 
you should come on we my podcast. We have so much in common. You should come <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Jesse, did you want, was there something you wanted to say about Francesco Lindor and the Adam Foster review before I interrupt you? <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to appreciate um, his whole, his whole look. And, and like, he had a picture of himself on, on his Instagram story. He's, he's rocking with some style. And then today it comes out that like, uh, was it GQ? With uh, this, who shared this on Discord? Was it was it Roger? I'm not even. Sure. Yeah, I think it was. Roger. I think it was Roger. Yeah, the Prada sunglasses. Mark Hanna, our our boy, getting all stylized. With the fucking oh, I love these sunglasses. chic mats. These are some real like yeah. New York mats. I love it. It's a good feel. You know what I, I like about? Oh, go ahead. No, what's cool about the ZenCaster thing is that we actually see the the time on how long we've been running at the top. Which, yeah. If you, if you, uh, well, actually, nobody knows uh, the the amount of. How should we describe what we have gone through just to try to get a podcast recorded in the past like month oh. and a half? Like how? Anybody, I'm gonna anybody say like who an has hour heard any of the episodes couldn't say. They for know, sure, but, yeah, we're... but they they know the top lines. They don't even know what has happened when we weren't yeah. recording. Exactly. We're... Like we went through so much and here we are. I'm not plugging Zencaster, even though we already did talk about their wonderful soundboard. But now like look at it. We could see who's talking here. We could see each other's faces. We could see the runtime. We're only we don't 40 echo. minutes. We don't echo. Hopefully this actually winds up sounding good when it comes out. Yep. Were you waiting Let's for but no, seriously though, what's our what's our runtime? Because at forty minutes, we should probably like save some. Should stuff we play? Yeah, our final yeah, game? we had we, we had a little game to game. play, and then that yes, was it. Okay. game time. Game? Let's right. do our game. Oh, yes, the New York Mets in the past few days have uh, introduced us to three new relievers. Um, well, not all new. Uh, we've seen Stephen Nogasek before. He's doing something with a mustache. Um, We've seen Colin Holderman come up from Syracuse, a uh, very lanky young gentleman, and the uh, the side armor, Jake Reed, who pitched in the first game of the Tuesday doubleheader and then uh, was shipped back to Syracuse because he threw a ton of pitches. But he looked pretty good, um, both literally and figuratively. And um, oh. we we wanted to discuss, uh, to, to close out the show today, a little game, just very, very simple. Uh, fuck, Mary kill with those three dudes. Okay, wait, so... Uh, wait. <laughs> Oh, is this this is Jake Reed and what's the other guy's names? Stephen Colin Holderman and Colin Holderman. Colin Jake Holderman. Reed. Colin oh Holderman and what was the other one? Not the Steve something something. Nogasek. N o g o s e k for your for your references. Ah, I gotta was. say, this one feels pretty obvious to me. It does. It it doesn't feel. I well, I think that there's. There's always room, and, and and you know what? It's you know you got to choose between your F and your M, and you got to choose between your M and a K. And I think that there's room. Oh wait, for I already know who I'm going to kill. <laughs> <laughs> who are you going to kill? I'm definitely going to kill Steve Nogasek. He's, I hate wait, that no, I'm not killing Steve. <laughs> I'm not killing Steve. Uh, and that's why you play the game. Not. That's exactly. a child molester. That's a child molester mustache. You can't even get away with that ironically. Child molestation no, mustaches are an ironic. And, and like Oregon, and I love the ducks. I didn't go to Oregon, but I just like the mascot. And he I went like there. Ducks. 
I like the ducks, and his mustache makes me want him to die. Um, is it an ironic mustache? And if so, are all mustaches at some point like, are, you know, like when our parents had mustaches, you thought like, oh, it's an old guy with a mustache. But did they think they were being ironic because we didn't? And now no, maybe it was the eighties, and also like, you see we do that. You like, know, can't grow beard, so sometimes they'll grow a mustache. No, and it's weird. Grow beard now. Oh, it's okay, look, oh, I just want to say now. Colin Holderman also has a mustache that is not great. It's just like I'm sure he's a great guy. He but didn't. Like, he didn't when he pitched, though. He may have correct. been photographed he's with a mustache. Look, he, okay. He was, also, without a mustache, he's got a beard. Doing it for yeah, me. Yeah, he, he had the beard. I, I think was his best look, and that was what he was rocking. Yep. Okay, so I'm then I would like. We're all agree. We're banging this Reed guy, right? Everyone's oh, no, banging. I'm marrying, oh, I'm marrying him. I'm marrying oh. that guy. We're keeping I'm him. marrying him. Yep. Okay. Listen, it's like a one and done. And then Jake Reed, I'm definitely marrying. Because that's how I feel about Switch, Colin, and Steve. <laughs> I hate Steve. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the mustache. I hate Colin. As somebody who is who is actively going through a divorce, I no longer believe in marriage or monogamy. So I'm banging everybody, and I'll get back to you. Wow. All right, there you go. Wow. That's our show for this week. That's the perfect Wait, way to no, go. Jessie, Allison's going to bang everybody. Jesse, it's your turn. Jesse. Yeah. Who are your yes. answers? Oh, I'm right. I'm I'm with Allison. I think you got to go bang Jake Reed and then um, marry Colin Holderman. And I'm sorry to Steve Nogasek, but I can't look at that mustache. Nobody can ah! look at that. It's just horrible. I like I know he... for one night. Oh, you can ride that shit like a Jesse, but uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> guys, I right. first bonus I... episode is coming June 9th, which <laughs> you can figure out why that is if you've listened to this. <laughs> it's real subtle. Oh, Lord. Thank you guys so much, uh, my co-hosts, Abby Baird, Allison Robichelli, and Colleen Sullivan. I'm Jesse Spector. This is Willis Pod. Go to willispen.com and sign up for our Substack. Order the ebook. Do all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you can do that. We'll try to get on Apple Podcasts. We're not good at technology, and the song's playing, but you should turn it off now anyway. Okay, bye.